nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to episode 13 of the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, or at least how our hazy brains remember them all these years later. That's right. And we're here to tell stories that only two longtime friends can. So join us for this terrible stroll down nostalgic lanes, alleyways, and bypasses <laughs> as we talk about something that I think a lot of people everywhere, not just in the U.S., everywhere missing right now. And that's just going to stuff. Going places, seeing pe- random people, events. Going to events and parades. and Concerts. Like, just going to stuff. Yeah, and our friends over in the UK, they were about ready to go to stuff again, but nope, they got locked down once and more. They screwed it up, just like <laughs> us. Well, here in the States, we've uh, screwed things up continually, so we never really got to really go back to anywhere, but uh, who knows? That's right. You're not better soon. than us. You just have fancier accents. <laughs> Now they're a little better than us. Uh, they're a little better than us. Okay. Gosh. Yes. Uh, well, if you're listening to this in the future, we're uh, still in the middle of a uh, lockdown for the pandemic. It's uh, just turned 2021, and uh, we're we're missing. We're, we're nostalgic like about months, going places. Nine months into pandemic right now. Yeah, something like that. Oh, wow. The years are coming approaching. Uh, year of so, pandemic. So John, what's what's the thing you miss most? I miss most. Um, I will say if it's a regular basis kind of thing is just going to movies because I love the movie theater. I'm a film major. I love seeing things in the theater. I love midnight matinees for or midnight movies for, you know, the big releases of blockbusters. Then going to an empty theater for artsy films and all the above. You know, I film festivals. I just I miss it a lot. That's my regular thing. I miss so much. What about you? Uh, Probably. Like it's a sound cliche, but like date nights in that, you know, we'd take a weekend up to Anna's mom's and then go out for four or five hours and go to a restaurant like adults and go to a Dave and Buster's and have fun without our four-year-old. Uh, and that's just not possible. So there's like no, there's no escape for parents right now. There's nothing. Yeah. And like, I mean, even thank- if you drop your kids off somewhere, where are you going to go? Yeah. Thankfully, like Jolie, my girlfriend and I, we found some places that have really nice separated outdoor areas where it's outdoors and you're far away from other customers and that kind of thing. And, you know, take your mask off while you're drinking or eating. And then, but other than that, like there's no, you know, shopping feels scary. Eating anywhere feels scary. Going out place feels scary. So oh, yeah, when I, I go it. to CVS, it's like, all right, is there anything else we need this month? <laughs> Stay it right now. Just get it now. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, like my parents who are, you know, reaching the over 65 age or my stepdad already is. They have senior days at places like Costco where in the morning they have a senior hour where only seniors can go. And it's much less packed and they feel more safe and they can go do their Costco shopping and come out. But it's not like that everywhere. So you can't no. you can't go do stuff. <laughs> yeah. So just the, just the lack of escape, I think, is. Probably the thing that's hurting me the most. Yeah, because you guys get so few that time, even if they weren't a pandemic, you would have few. Right, little that's the thing. Time. We're talking about like one three or four hour chunk once a month if we were lucky. Oh, yeah. Already, to, it was just that much. Just to be an adult <laughs> for a while. <laughs> just to go to, well, the worst part is, is we always like go to Dave and Buster's or go do something very childish because. Because <laughs> you want to be the kid for a change. <laughs> well, no, what they don't tell you is that when you play with kids, kids don't. 
kids want you to play a very certain way. Mm. And so like playing with Joyce is not playing with Joyce because she's like a little director and I'm not allowed <laughs> to do my things and I'm not allowed to play with toys. And no, that's not the voice that guy does. She's like the worst improv partner ever. <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> no. And yeah, no. Um, so, <laughs> so even with her, I don't even get to be like super childish and silly because in some cases she's a little bit more serious than I am. She well, really I, does, like I do silly voices and she does not dig it. I think that may be very particular to her personality. That was just pretty cool. She has her own unique personality. Voice. Like, okay, thank you, sweetie. I'll read your book normal next time. I'm sorry. She's gonna be very practical, like a a lawyer or an accountant or something when she grows up. Oh yes, she knows the score. She'll make the real money and like pay for your retirement. So let's let's talk about movies, man. Mm. Uh, and specifically, things that I miss are like midnight releases. Yeah. What's the What's the last midnight release you went to? Oh man, probably because um, midnight releases have gotten weird now nowadays because they stopped just releasing at midnight. Now they have like a seven p.m. showing on Thursday, the night before the release. And so my next, last feeling of that was like a seven p.m. showing of Avengers Endgame. Um, that was the last one, right? Endgame, <laughs> the final of the. Yes, event. it was the end. Yeah, so I wasn't saw like a my a friend of ours uh, rented out the theater for Endgame. Um, so everyone pays a certain price, and you can rent out the whole theater. So it's just people you kind of know or friends of friends, and you're all in the theater together, and you can make your own rules, like make no noise, no phones are on, no texting, and um, it was great because you really appreciate the movie for what it was. People are in costume and that kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. What about you? Um, may I like even longer? Oh yeah. Like I knew you would have been to one, but like, I legitimately can't remember the last one I went to. <laughs> that's too bad. Well, right, right. Cause you know, that that's like a college thing. Yeah. Being able you know? to, well, especially if you don't have kids, you can still do that kind of stuff occasionally. Right. But, it's uh, true. Once you have kids, you got limited choices. But I remember when I was, I wrote down this for the preparing for this episode that all the big movies that released, I didn't do midnight releases with my parents, but we would go see the, you know, at least the next day of Independence Day. The opening weekend was a big thing. Yeah. Star Wars prequels, Jurassic Park movies, Men in Black. Like I remember seeing all those with my dad. He was a big movie guy. So we would go see those the next day or something. And it was, I was so excited every time. I'll still never oh, forget seeing yeah. ID4 Independence Day when it came out. It was just. Oh, man, that'd be killer. It was amazing. Like, I'll never forget that day. And I got the VHS and I watched the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, all right. You want to hear the, the best midnight showing premiere I've ever been to? Oh, yeah. Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> Why that one? <laughs> so, so we were, I was still in Seattle at the time. And out of nowhere, there were previews for this movie, Snakes on a Plane with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. There was not a long lead up. It was like two weeks before the thing was set to release. And suddenly there was Snakes on a Plane commercial. <laughs> um, and my brother and I, who like love campy, cheesy movies, just got so excited. And so like as sort of on a spur, he was like, you want to go down to the Cinerama, which was like the theater mm -hmm. in Seattle uh, and go see Midnight Shining? I said, sure. So we go down really not knowing what to expect. And the crowd, we realized very quickly that because this is not a huge blockbuster film, there's nobody there to see it just for the like the hype or just to go see it. Like, it's not like an Avengers Endgame. Right. Where it's like, oh, who can see it first? That's not what stakes on planes. But we very quickly realized that we were there amongst people that were just as excited to be there as we were. <laughs> for the same reasons. Every, everyone was so stoked to go see snakes on a plane <laughs> to the point where uh, – there was thunderous applause the first time Samuel Jackson showed up on on stage, stage <laughs> and it lasted long enough that we that we missed exposition dialogue <laughs> after because the audience was still cheering. That's ridiculous. Uh, 
huge screams and laughs at every cliche snake attack and <laughs> someone yelled boobies at one point. Like it was all, <laughs> but it was one of the few times that, that seeing it with an audience completely like changed and enhanced the experience. Oh, absolutely. And I, the people don't know, like this is, you might know Sharknado movies and the sci-fi original movies that became a, a like a genre. This was like right before that. And so like purposely bad CGI, but the cool thing was that this whole movie, Snakes on a Plane, was um, crowdsourced. So, so many of the um, lines in the movie were written by fans because before the movie came out, they were talking about how they're going to do this movie. And somehow it evolved where fans were going to write like a, so much of the dialogue. And so Whoa. he would say a certain line. People were like waiting for their line to come up in the movie because they were so excited how stupid it was. <laughs> and like that one, a fan wrote that line knowing it was Samuel Jackson, the whole famous, I want these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking yeah. snakes on this motherfucking plane. It's so ridiculous. That is a good one. Um, well, everybody there agreed and while the theater was not full, the people that were there were the people that should have been there for a midnight showing of Snakes on a Plane. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show, like we talked about some previous episode of memories of going to see Kung Pao. Um, who you're in the movie with it really oh, yeah. is important. You know, that's it changes your whole experience and how they're well, reacting I, to it. I missed because this it was the second summer I worked at camp. Napoleon Dynamite came out. Oh, yeah. And I had heard all this stuff. And I talked to people that said it was the funniest movie they'd ever seen. So finally, I got back and I like rented it and I watched it on my own. And I went, man, this is awful. <laughs> what, what movie did they, did they see a different movie than the one I saw? Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, I guess maybe if I was a crowd with, with a crowd, I could convince myself this was funny. Yeah. And like quoted that movie for probably five years after that. It was really yeah, annoying. That's right. <laughs> Things I went to with my parents a lot growing up um, was just uh, performances and plays and stuff. My parents were really into, you know, performing arts and um, their immigration attorney, SilzerLaw.com, put a plug in right here. Um, SilzerLaw Charter. <laughs> SilzerLaw Charter. And they get a lot of um, uh, clients that are performers. That's because they can make a better case for them getting a green card because no one can do the kind of performing they can do. So they had a lot of ballet dancers, a lot of the Cirque du Soleil people. So we would go to a lot of those Cirque du Soleil performances, the Nutcracker every year. Um, a lot of theater, theater performances. And I, and that's how I really got interested in the performing arts to begin with. And um, so I, those you really can't do the same anymore. People have been trying to do, you know, online versions of performances and just not the same. Um, so, yeah, oh, no. I miss I miss going to the no. theater and dressing up for the events, you know. That's right. I was saying after this, going everywhere is going to feel like a luxury after this. I'm going to wear a tuxedo and go out to the gas station. I know. I'm so <laughs> no, I go anywhere these days. I'm in my pajamas like 24 hours a day. So like when I go anywhere, oh, I, I, I have worn nothing but sweatpants for like four months, basically. I, I love dressing up. So when I go out anywhere, even the, like just the gas station, like you said, I'll be Man, wearing you nice are clothes. A fancy lad. <laughs> I try to be a fancy ah, lad. Yeah, I'm fancy lads. Uh, oh, man. Remember concerts? Remember, member concerts. Remember, member concerts. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're doing some cool stuff now with concerts where they're putting um, these pod seats, like raised platforms with just and fenced in almost where you go with your pod to the concert in your little pod area and you stay separate from everybody else. And it's all outdoors. And so that's a way of keeping it safe. So it's a good idea, but it's just not the same. Yeah, I know. But I it's not the same because it changes the dynamic because people go to like rock and roll concerts and stuff. Like get lit, meet people, and and pick someone up. 
Yeah. It's hard to do when you got to stay on the other side of the plexiglass. Now, I don't think you or I either were very heavy concert goers, though. No, but I went to my fair share. Um, I went and saw the Mighty Giants a few times. I went and saw Weird Al. That's right. That was a gift from your parents. Cool. Last episode. Uh, I saw, oh, what's it called? Lady, uh, what, Lady Smith Mombazo or Lady Black Mombazo. Never heard of it. They're, 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 they're backed up Paul Simon. Oh, cool. Yeah, Lady Black Mombazo. Lady Black Mombazo. My mom would be mad I didn't hurt enough, one of your ex-girlfriends got me into. Really? Oddly enough. Yeah. So it was, uh, I didn't even think to, because I didn't know I was going to tell the story. We can use the name. It's a positive but thing. It was, it was one of our first weekends in Brooklyn when mm. we had moved, when we were still in North Brooklyn. And uh, uh, Rebecca or Becky, I, can't, I think she went by Becky at the time. Oh. Um, was a lighting person down at a theater down in South Brooklyn and a lady black Mombazo was performing. She's like, can you make it down here? Because we can get you in. I said, yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll come down. But we didn't know, like we didn't know the subways at the time. And man, it was like two hours later. We're finally got there. And she's like, where were you? And I was like, yeah, I know. She's like, I'll sneak in from the last song. We got there for like the last song. Oh man. Um, but yeah, <laughs> But yeah, so, so when, you one saw of it. your exes got me in to see Lady Blackman Bots. Um, I went to see Sting for the first concert ever, which is I was like almost Ooh. I think I was 23 years old. It was like my first true concert. I hadn't gone to a concert in my wow, entire okay. life. Um, and Muse opened for them, which is really cool. That's why I wanted to see it. My aunt and uncle wanted to see um Sting, so that's what happened. And <laughs> then I remember seeing Blues Traveler at a, when I was a kid. That's the closest thing to a concert I had when I was a kid. Is there? But they were uh, the halftime show at like a football game. We went to go see. Oh, okay. Um, and blue, I love Blues Traveler to this day. They're, they've got some great hey, stuff. Great harmonica is great. A- absolutely. <laughs> but other than that, uh, didn't you go to that uh, Christian uh, concert series every year too? Uh, yes. Uh, that was uh, Rock the Universe. There was another one. There was a Disney one, but I went to the Universal one. The Universal one was like cooler. That's where a lot of the teens made out, I, I bet. <laughs> well, that's why you go. Like, and that's what I'm saying about the rock concert thing. Like, I didn't go because I wanted to get closer to God. I wanted to go because <laughs> that cute girl from camp was going to be there with her church, and I thought I could touch her butt a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Not a lot. Not enough to make Christ mad, you know. <laughs> just appreciating the butt that Christ made. <laughs> but just, just enough. To get really sweaty and nervous. Uh, <laughs> Always sweaty on first. Jaws. On Jaws. Is the, also. <laughs> well, that was the thing. My, you know, uh, that's why you went. You went to go see all the, the, all the rides. Girls. Yeah, the cute girls. Yeah. But uh, my sister growing up, she was always a kind of a hippie and she loved going to those outdoor concerts like people abroad might know, at least of Burning Man and those kind of things, like these giant outdoor music festivals. Uh, where there's porta potties and it's terrible and there's drugs and all this stuff. And but she really, really appreciates music. And all of her friends were into like the, you know, the like psychedelics and all that kind of crap. And she was kind of, she was trying it out and stuff like that. But then when she got older, like even now she's in her thirties and she's like, I still really like the music and I want to see them perform live, but I'm just tired of my friends who haven't ever grown up. And like, she has, she has a kid now and like everyone else is just still partying in their thirties and doing the same stuff they did in their twenties. And she's like, can we just go there and listen to the music and not get high out of our minds and be completely throwing up in the bushes, you know, like, so, but now those things can't happen at all because those would be super spreader events at this point. Oh no, you can still get high and throw up in the bushes. Well, wait, you can do that by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can just put on Dave Matthews, do a bunch of meth. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great Dave Matthews impressions from both of us. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, what's funny is something I only occasionally, I've always been a germaphobe, but I always did like going occasionally with my dad to the flea market growing up. That was kind of like oh, an yeah. event thing because there's always a couple of good ones near our central Florida. Um, and it's funny enough, I went to one, I think, um, a couple of years ago with my ex and I hadn't been to one in years and it was fun because they still have the same stuff. Like there's one guy selling really old vintage video games, some guy selling action figures and stuff, but it's just really unsanitary. A lot of, a lot of people close in one small space and everyone's touching everything. And, um, but it's, we get really great deals on collector's items and stuff. If you search around enough and find some things, there's a lot of junk, but you can find cool stuff and. Yeah, so I miss doing that, and I can't do that for a while until uh, this thing's over. So, yeah. Uh, also, like, fairs and just, like, events downtown and things to, like, free things to do with your kids on the weekend are just all gone. Farmer's markets, that kind of thing. Farmer's markets, going and just getting on the little commuter train and taking it downtown or taking it to the town over in Campbell. Oh, for a nice little walk around. I mean, walking is, like, the only thing we can still do. Just walk in non-populated places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We walk the, like the same circuit around our neighborhood over and over and over again. Yeah. Something that uh, Jolie and I have had to start to learn to enjoy, which we actually do, is just walking around our neighborhood. And there's a couple of lakes nearby, which is nice. But there's just still a lot of runners in our area. And they're, none of them wear masks because they're running. I guess they don't want to wear masks. And so... But that's even worse because they're like <laughs> and breathing really right. heavily. And so you don't want we always make a wide berth when they're coming, coming towards us. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, we have a new family rule. Uh, masks anywhere further than the car. Oh, we wear masks everywhere we go. But I'm saying the runners aren't yeah, wearing like, masks. But I'm saying like, I don't like even if I'm just like running out to take the trash out, it's further than the car. So you wear a mask. Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it's just it's common courtesy, man. At this point. Uh, but yeah, I miss things. I miss things. My biggest thing I miss a lot is uh, since 2011, I've gone to Dragon Con for what's been nine years now, almost 10 years. And last this past year was canceled, which it should have been. But it's the epitome of people packed into one place. And you usually get sick every time you go. They call it the con crud. Um, you come back with a cold of some sort. But it's all right. You get over it in you know, a few days to a week and you're fine. You can still go to work with a little tiny cold. Um, but because you're getting so many germs in one concentrated area, but you meet so many people and it's so fun and interesting. And you see all your geek idols and Star Trek people, and there's big raves and dances and workshops and, Oh, Dragon Con. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were just starting to plan our costumes for Silicon here. Oh, is it just called Silicon? So it is now. And here's the worst part. Um, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con was what it was last year's, and this year it got a major rebranding and a new creative partner, Adam Savage. Oh, cool! Was going to be like the creative force behind Silicon, and he got everyone amped up. Everyone's so excited, and then it's canceled. Oh. So it's like, I, mind you, he still did a bunch of really cool like build it kits and like sign up for like a hundred people get to sign up for this special thing, and then Adam will do an hour long workshop with you. We'll send you a kit, and he'll show you how to put together this like wooden robotic arm. Oh, my gosh, that'd be Patrick's dream, our, our buddy Patrick. Um, but he did a ton of those sort of things, meet and greets, digital meet and greets. Like he did try to he's trying to keep it alive. Like, it's just a shame that this is the first year that he was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Like, the creative force behind Silicon. <laughs> and he goes to Dragon Con all the time, too. He's always there showing off stuff and. Um, oh, yeah. Doing and he oh, has yeah. his big creations that he makes. 
but it's just, uh, um, and it's just brings people together in a way that that's the problem we're having now is people aren't getting social interaction and that's why they're going down conspiracy rabbit holes because they have no one else to talk to who has a different point of view and we can't go to the flea market or the or the farmer's market and talk to random people who have different points of views than our own. You know, it's just. We had a really sad moment with Joyce there when we were on our walk because oh. we were talking about the similar because I, I was like sort of running ideas by end of, of like, what is stuff you miss? We talked about taking the little train downtown. And it was, Joyce, you remember taking the train downtown and going to the children's museum? And she goes, oh, yeah, I remember children. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like, so oh. sad. Uh, she's oh. like she's desperate desperate for your action we go for walks and no matter if someone's 30 feet away she will stop you hi i'm joyce what's your name <laughs> like people in cars passing with windows down she screams hi at them like there is no doubt she is so desperate for contact with humans that aren't us well beyond that she might be a little extrovert too so it might be even tr- more trouble for her than than most people <laughs> oh yeah um that's adorable so, though yeah, oh, hi please children. talk to me <laughs> hi my name is joe please What's love your me name? <laughs> but she doesn't understand there's like a distance that's sort of the acceptable rate it's real good right it out. <laughs> that's hilarious anything more than 30 feet you're gonna play a crazy person sweetie <laughs> You're screaming at, they don't know if they're screaming at you or somebody else. Hi, look at me. <laughs> so cute though. Oh man. But yeah, I just, I just was going to stuff. Do you, did you ever go with me to one of those new year's galas that I went to with my parents? No, I almost went one year and then something happened. I think Kevin went with you instead. Yeah. I took Kevin and then I took Patrick and when I never, I didn't have a girl as my date. I take one of my buddies and um, I never got to. And that might've been the thing. It might've been like, you were going to take me and then you were dating someone. Oh, that's yeah. possible. Well, basically it's this, uh, it was held at the Gaylord Palms resort hotel and they had this Holy fancy crap. event every new year's, um, where they, it was a big For benefit. Don't know, take a look, look up Gaylord Palms. Gaylord Palms is the real deal when it comes to luxury hotels. It's fancy. It's very the real fancy. real deal. But the cool thing was back in Orlando was doing a little better with the arts and everything. They had the ballet, the opera and the Orlando shakes beer festival and all these different places will all put on this event to benefit the arts in Orlando and it would be like a big benefit to put more money into the arts and just in general. And so all these people perform there for free. They do it at an auction where people would donate things to be purchased. And uh, that's where actually we, one of the years we bought the vacation to uh, go to Jamaica. So as that whole Jamaica trip we talked about in a previous episode, we're back. Guano mm. almost explode. We bought it at the gala, but, uh, <laughs> but we dressed up real fancy and have wonderful meal. And uh, that was just something that we, and we be random people at your table that you would get to meet and talk to and you do it dancing and that kind of thing and there was photography and it's just i missed that so much there's performances from people all around orlando and something i can't go to anymore because they actually don't do it anymore because orlando's the arts fell off kind of orlando but then also pandemic and you know that's how it goes yeah certainly didn't help no it didn't help (laughs) but yeah i miss going to stuff All right. So, so if you could throw, so after all this is done and everyone's got their shots and Biden's elected to a second term mm-hmm. um, and you could throw like a lavish theme party, what would be the theme? Oh, I already have this plan. Lavish theme party. So my girlfriend and I already talked about this. Um, oh, love it. Love we it. want to do a big endeavor because I love throwing parties and she's dealing with me, um, but she likes the ideas we've put, we've come up together is to get all the holidays that we've missed over the pandemic and throw a mixture of all of them together. 
But the big okay. center thing that I really want to do is have a lot of people there and do a spin the bottle, but with really long hugs that will probably end in crying. Um, basically, you're going to be able to hug a lot of people and just have contact with other human beings that you haven't been in a bubble with all this time. And so you spin the bottle, you get a hug. And you get to hold somebody and just like sit there and just yeah. like feel no, the connection. Uh, when do we take the ecstasy in this situation? Oh, that's got to be first. It's not an orgy, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, just hugs. It's very not with, PG. Not with that attitude. <laughs> it's very PG, but it's just I, I, I think I'm, I'm at least I'm an extrovert. So I'm craving that kind of attention and just people being around. So, yeah, but all the holidays, that's the theme. Um, like have a little one corner of each okay, part of the like house that. have a different holiday like in it or each room have like one's room Valentine's Day one's Christmas that kind of thing what about you okay uh, I don't know probably like uh, just anytime you get a, you can throw a costume party that's not Halloween mm. so like winter, so I think I'd do like come as your favorite 80s movie character lavish with photo booth and just a lot of booze and oh yeah give people a chance to dress up when it's not Halloween or do like a exciting. costume party. The theme is uh, your favorite 2020 character, basically. <laughs> Everyone's coming as QAnon Shaman. Oh, God. Everybody. God, I hope not. I don't want to give the guy any character. more attention than he needs. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> but we'll get back there someday. We will. Someday we're going to be able to go to stuff again. And it's going to be amazing because I still have my dream of bringing our kids and our spouses oh, to. I miss, I miss going to stuff. To Dragon Con. You're going to go to Dragon Con with us someday with your kids. <laughs> oh, man. So, Jerome, does that wrap us up? I think that wraps us up. That's uh, been this episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. Join us next time as we uh, take a, a stumble down memory lane uh, about what we don't even know yet. That's we're right. We're sort of coming up with topics depending on what we're missing at that time. And it changes every week. So we'll, we'll decide what we want to do later on. But I'm sure it'll be just as enthralling. <laughs> That's right. Thanks again for joining us on this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget, good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. <laughs>